welcome to a special playoff edition of the Lakers Locker Room. Yes, you've heard it here. It's that time of year. We're super excited for athletics as it's playoff time. You know, I quickly want to give a special shout out to the men's and women's volleyball team on a great season. You know, the men's volleyball team unfortunately lost this past weekend to Queens, where the women's volleyball team quickly lost to Toronto. So want to give a quick special shout out, but it is that time of season. I'm so excited to be here. I'm your co-host, Tejon Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic. Thank you, Tejon. Got to give a quick shout out to the women's hockey team as well, making it to the Eastern Finals. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, wow, sir. that's what's up. It's that, type of, it's that time of year, man. It's been a while since you guys have heard of us. You know, obviously, you've been super busy, like I said, but it's that time of season, so what better time than to do an episode with our own team? You heard it here, the men's basketball team. We are officially back in the playoffs for the first time in five years. So I'm super excited to announce our guests. These are our boys right here. These are our teammates. Please welcome to Lakers Locker Room, Jack Hegarty and DeAndre Johnson. My guys, how y'all doing today, man? Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? I'm happy to be here, bro. Happy to be here. I'm doing good, man. No doubt. So let's get right into it. So like I said, man, uh, as of a couple of days ago, we officially clinched the playoffs. Like I said, it's the first time the program has clinched the playoffs since 2017. And ironically, the last time we played in the playoffs was against Queens. And our first round matchup will be Queens as of today. So, Jack, I'm gonna start with you, man. How excited are you to be back in the playoffs? Well, I'm very excited, man. I've never been in the playoffs, so this is a first for me, and uh, I don't think I'm ready for the atmosphere I'm about to play in. So that's it. Uh, butterflies in my stomach. My heart's going crazy. I'm excited to practice today. I think uh, the guys are gonna be really pumped, and uh, I'm excited to be part of that environment. Yeah, it's been a crazy ride for you. Obviously, you know, meeting you first year and obviously you went through your injury and then COVID happened. So for you to finally get your opportunity to kind of be a part of this team and kind of go along with this ride, what does it mean to you to kind of be a part of this historical moment for the program? Um, Honestly, I'm just taking it one step at a time. You know, uh, I had injury in first year and I went through a lot of uh, things, you know, trials and tribulations, but I'm just happy to play ball. You know, I'm excited to kind of fit in in my role with the puzzle piece, you know, as coach says. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just happy, man. I'm happy for the team. I hope we do well and I'm happy for practice today. Yeah, Jason, that's that's an, that's the new analogy that we have now, the puzzle piece. You know, I, like coach says, you know, everyone has to be that puzzle piece to fit the puzzle. So last, so on Sunday, like the last puzzle piece was 16. So that was the final puzzle piece. So, <laughs> so if you hear a lot of puzzle piece analogies of this episode, that's what it is. So yeah, you said yeah. it's a new puzzle now, so. Yeah, it's zero. <laughs> all bets are off. So it's exciting. Yeah. So let's let's circle all the way back to training camp. So we started this whole journey back on August 2nd or August 3rd to be exact. Um, obviously, all of us coming into training camp, you know, we were gone all of 2020-21 really because of COVID. You know, Jack, I'm gonna start with you. When you first got into training camp, you looked around the team. What was your initial thought to okay, how well this team can actually go? Uh, initially we didn't have many guys there. We, uh, we had a lot of young guys. We had a lot of guys we don't have now. And we got a lot of guys after our training camp kind of started. So it was initially, it was kind of like, okay, we'll see what everybody can do. It's really early. We started a month earlier. Uh, so I had, I had, I had good aspirations. I thought what we had was, was good enough to, to make some noise. I had no idea we were going to get some, you know, some other guys like Nate come in and uh, 
and Danny was hurt kind of that whole month. So he didn't really play a whole lot. And now obviously he's back and been back since the uh, start of the season, but no, I didn't expect, I didn't expect too much. So I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with, uh, with where we're at now. Yeah. You know, Jack being a leader this year and taking on that, uh, leadership role. Um, like how have you had to change your, your style around the team? Uh, to be honest, it was, it's kind of weird. Uh, I kind of came in last year. Um, just, I thought, Hey, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shoot the ball. I'm just gonna hoop. You know, I, I like basketball. I love basketball and I want to play. So I'm just gonna keep my head down and hoop. And, uh, that quickly changed when, uh, coach kind of talked to me and David about being the next captains and, uh, uh, pushing us to be in those roles. And I thought, Oh, okay, well, that doesn't work anymore. I can't just show up and hoop. I kind of have to use my voice and get on guys. And, you know, it's, it's not always easy, especially when you're not the biggest or smartest or most athletic or, you know, I'm really not the best at anything. So I kind of have to use my voice and, uh, and just be assertive. And, and I think I've, gained a lot of respect especially over the last year and it's uh it's, it's been fun honestly that's yeah. great that's great and dj come you know rookie year this year how has it been for you how's the energy in the team um honestly it took a lot of adjusting i'll say it was kind of rough at first i didn't really know like my role i guess um on the team you know i kind of my play style didn't really fit well at the time i'd say in the beginning uh, but it took a lot of adjusting and I feel like I fit, you know, better now on the team. I fit my role, my piece, you know, I'd say. So I'm definitely more happy about that than I was in the beginning. Yeah. And I'll just down it for a second because, you know, obviously we've had a lot of conversations, you know, off air about this type of stuff. But um, for those who are listening to the podcast right now, like I said, you had an injury, COVID happened, then you came to the team this year. Like you said, you didn't know a lot about how you would fit what would your advice be to those coming in in terms of how to actually be the puzzle piece that fits to a team? Because a lot of people come into a new situation, they don't know what to expect, or they have high expectations and it doesn't reach that level. So what advice would you give to the person listening right now based off your situation, how to actually come into a situation and trying to fit the best way that you can? I mean, I feel like uh, another player that was on the team this year, but uh, left, Benchy, he would always talk to me about this and he would say, trust the process. Honestly, that was very helpful to me because I would see myself putting in a lot, lot of effort and not really seeing any results. And it was kind of frustrating. And I just kind of stayed the course, you know, it, it got better. I feel like over the course of the season, um, I'm getting more minutes now. So I just feel like if you just trust the process and you trust the hard work that you put in, it'll, it, it'll end up all right. For sure. So once we had the first half of the season, obviously we finished the first half of the season two and four. Obviously we had, we beat Rice in the crazy buzzer beater by Nick. And then obviously we beat York the second game with a couple of guys out. Then obviously the OUA shutdown happened. And obviously at that time, we didn't know what's going on. There was so many confusion of what happened. So Jack, I'm going to ask you first, because me and Jason have asked this in other episodes, how did you mentally stay focused during that period of time when we didn't know we were going to come back? Uh, mentally staying focused. I think what I did was I just kind of didn't worry about it. I, uh, didn't really think too much about the season. I didn't think too much about what's going to happen. Really. I kind of tried to 
uh, keep my mind off of it. And doing that, you know, just playing basketball kind of for fun outside. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys knew this. I went to Florida on a little vacation for, I was, mm-hmm. I was gone for 13 days or something. And uh, that was like a lot of fun because one, I got to use a gym and I got to um, use a court outside. So I was still maintaining the conditioning and uh, putting in some work, but there was also the fun aspect to it uh, as well, just because I had no idea what was going to happen and I didn't want to worry myself with they won't they continuous season. But uh, yeah. What about you, DJ? Um, Honestly, I would say I was doing a lot of running. So uh, that's, that's my way. I was trying to stay in shape. I wasn't really sure. Like I was laying on the side of more of the season just being canceled. So I was kind of surprised when I heard we were going to play, but I did a lot of running, conditioning, stuff like that. Nice. So then we, we found out the word late January that we were going to come back. And then we had a nine day training camp. And then we started back at U of T, lost the first game pretty bad. Then Ricky hit a game winner. And then the rest is history. So basically, Jack, what, what were your thoughts on kind of the second half of the season in terms of how we kind of flipped it around so quick? Like you said, we added, we lost, unfortunately, we lost a couple of guys. You know, Shannon decided to not come back. You know, we unfortunately lost Alvin. But then here comes, you know, Ricky and Lai into the mix. So for you personally, obviously, being the captain, how talk a bit about that transition period of kind of integrating two big parts of our team halfway through the year. Man, it was it was hard. Like the UFT games, we didn't play great in either game. Obviously, we got slapped the first game and we just squeaked by with that buzzer beater. And glad we did because we wouldn't be uh, here talking about the playoffs that we didn't. But uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, the transition itself was was smooth enough when it comes to practice and getting guys in and, and uh, being a team. But when it comes to the games, like I think it took us till we played um, Laurentian at home when we came back down from 19 or something and held them to 59 points in the game. And I think that's where we kind of turned a corner and we said, okay, like we need to play to our potential or we're not going to uh, get to where we want to be. And uh, after that, you know, the rest is history. And I think, uh, I think we've done a great job uh, incorporating everybody thus far. So DJ, uh, along the process, the rookie year, uh, when did you start to realize you became like, you know, comfortable with your role? Um, that is a good question. Honestly, I, I feel like I'm still not like a hundred percent comfortable. I feel like I try to stretch out of my role sometimes in games but um, I think somewhere around maybe the Ryerson game, I felt like, okay, this is my thing, like coming in and playing defense and just being like a high energy guy was kind of my thing for this year at least. So I'd say, yeah, maybe around the Ryerson game or so. Okay. Then obviously after that, we obviously played, I think, Laurentian. And then Laurentian, we lost the next game, the next game that we won. And obviously – the next four games after that was pretty crazy because honestly, we playing those are two opponents that we might end up seeing back to back in the playoffs with Queens and Ottawa. I think we all agreed now that we know our road to Nationals is going to be through those guys. I feel like we feel pretty confident. Um, so, Jack, I'm going to ask you this question. Now that we know for sure that we are the sixth seed and we're going to have to go through Queens and Ottawa, two teams that we played not too long ago and we had a good chance to beat, how confident do you feel that this team can make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals? And 100% confident. There's there's no doubt in my mind we can beat 
both of those teams. You know, we uh, we had them both at home, which is an okay factor. But I think, uh, like Coach says, defense travels, and we held those teams to very good scores, uh, except for the last Ottawa game where we kind of ran out of gas. But um, no, I think there's no doubt in my mind that that we can't win. Uh, any of those games and I'm, I'm really excited we got those teams I probably uh, wouldn't want any more teams or any different team rather than those guys because I really want revenge against both those teams because we let a couple slip with both of them so I'm really excited like what you've been hearing so far make sure to follow us on IG at Lakers Locker Room and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it where you can find clips of all our episodes and video content associated with the podcast. Part two of the Lakers Locker Room starts now. Yeah, the number six a program in terms of where obviously you've been the underdog. Like I said, we've been a team now, a program for eight years. This is the second time we're in the playoffs with a five-year window. You know, what does it mean to you to kind of be on a team where you, you have a special opportunity to be part of a team that can really make a run and kind of put a small school and a small city on the map in the OUA and U sports in general? It definitely means a lot, man. I'm just excited to uh, be playing with these group of guys. You know, I feel like at first we weren't really, you know, matching well, you know, as a team. But I feel like as we play on, you know, we might have our like little uh, fights here and there. But I feel like as a team, we're doing well. We're all happy with each other. You know, we were all happy for that win uh, yesterday. I feel like it showed at the end. But um, yeah, it means a lot. For sure. The final question I want to ask, uh, Jason, first, do you have any other questions you want to ask you two brothers before I ask my final question? Or are you good? Yeah, actually, uh, one last one. I kind of noticed uh, this year out of free wall, I mean, all the years I've seen, I've doubted never seen the chemistry seems to be at, at its highest. Um, now, how big of a factor do you guys think that is in your success this year? Uh, I, I think it's definitely important. I mean, without chemistry, I don't think people can play basketball. You know, everybody has their different uh, quirks, I guess. And uh, the more, the better you know a person or the better you, you know a player would obviously help a team out. And I feel like as a team, we're good chemistry-wise. Like, we might have our problems, but um, when it comes to basketball, I feel like we know how to mesh well and we all know our role and we all uh, play within our part on the team. What about you, Jack? Like, what do you think was a big uh, factor in the process of building this year's chemistry? I agree with DeAndre. Um, I think uh, a big factor would just be probably just what our team kind of stands for, what what coaches kind of uh, – what he wants us to take away from basketball is, you know, be a, be a good person and work your hardest and stuff like that. And I think when – when you got five guys just working their hardest on on the court, how can you not? Uh, how can you that not build chemistry? You know what I mean? When you look yeah. over to the guy and think, I trust that guy. He's got my back. I think that's probably the biggest thing when it comes to chemistry. Regardless, if you have some guys that might take too many shots here and there, I think when you look over and say, Yeah, I got his back. He's got mine. It's pretty. It's pretty hard not to have uh, not to build chemistry off that. For sure. I'm actually glad Jason asked that question because that's a question. And that's honestly, this is a conversation that we have a lot on the podcast because sometimes I feel like when people listen to this podcast, um, obviously the purpose of like the name Lakers Locker Room is to really get an inside scoop of what it's like to actually be in a locker room. 
of athletes. And I feel like a lot of times people kind of sometimes don't understand like the really like the main purpose of like team chemistry like that. Like people will say, okay, well, how does all the stuff off the court contribute to stuff on the court? Well, it really does. And the, but the thing about team chemistry is that there's so many different intricate factors for how it works. It's not like, it's a pretty broad subject, but it's really small details, especially with this team when you have like, you know, 15 guys wanting the same thing and you have 15 different voices. People are saying this, coaches saying this and that. So like being able to, at the end of the day, like I said, be the puzzle piece that fits and kind of coming together on one accord to really accomplish one goal is really an important thing to really have an open discussion about, especially with us here today, considering the fact that we just clinched a couple of days ago. And it's really exciting just to see that we came together and everyone's locked in and trying to accomplish this goal, which first the OUA championship and then going and make some noise at nationals. Um, I really want to add on a really special note. Um, so obviously it's been very well advertised, but um, Shoe for Change, the anti-racism basketball game was a huge success last Friday. Um, the purpose of it was to start grants for BIPOC students. Um, for those who don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty well known. Um, we successfully raised $13,000 for grants, which is amazing. Um, I just quickly want to shout out everyone that was a part of the process. It's, it was an unbelievable amount of work that was put in. And to see it come to fruition, it was amazing. I just quickly want to thank everyone. There's too many people to thank. That could take all episode, but I just quickly want to shout out everyone. Um, DJ, I want to ask you first, um, obviously, what did it mean to you to kind of be there that night and kind of be able to have an opportunity to be a part of something like this and play the game that you love for a bigger purpose and for a bigger meaning that night? It definitely meant a lot, you know. Um, obviously, the, the cause of the issue for change uh, was was very important, and just to be a part of it was great, you know. Being, I feel like, you know, with you being the kind of a creator of that movement, and uh, being able to stand with you and play with you and be on the same team as you uh, was a lot, you know. It meant a lot. It was good. I definitely enjoyed it too. <laughs> Yeah, and, Shana, and for those who are watching the YouTube version right now, you can see that DJ still wearing the, sh the shirt. So, which oh, yeah. came out, which came out super dope, by the way. Like, I was pretty happy with the design. So, um, yeah, and that's the crazy thing too. Like, the 13k that was accumulated doesn't even consider T-shirt sales yet. So, it's it's a lot more to add. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, Jack. Same question. Obviously, like I said, we've had conversations. You know, me and Jason talked about this a lot during COVID year when it was fresh. Um, obviously, being someone who doesn't obviously identify as Black or a Marjorie's community, but actually being a genuine ally to the cause, same with Jason, you know, what did it mean for you to, same thing like DJ said, obviously have an opportunity to really be there that night to play for something bigger and just being a part of something that's so special and so historical for the university? Uh, the fact that I was playing for something bigger, one, that, that meant a lot. Like, uh, I love playing the game, but when I can play for it and and inspire people and and do that rather than just play the game. It 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 means a lot more to me than just a basketball game. Um, and then, you know, obviously it was for anti-racism, which also means a lot to me because it's for my brothers. You know what I mean? Like you guys are my dogs, and I would I don't know what it's like. Like I'm obviously not um, a minor a minority in any way. So, like listening to you guys and and uh, hearing your stories and and being able to just like stand with you, it means a lot to me. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, it was just super exciting. Um, no words can describe really how much it meant to kind of see everything come together the way they did. Because it's funny, Jason, because the original date was supposed to be the 20th of January. And then yeah. when we paused happened, I was like, okay, crap, this is done. So it was like, yo, because people don't know, like I started this journey way back in like early, late July. Um, when I first even proposed the idea to the like, coach, 
like, here's the quick story. Like, I proposed this idea to coach in Bowmanville in July. So me and uh, one of our Ontario Tech person, Levi, were, went to the gym, and I proposed this idea to coach back in, like, like so mid-July in a, Bowman, a, a hot Durham Bowmanville gym, and then the rest is history. So this took about eight months to plan because, like you say, considering the reef, the redate, the relaunch, like, eight months of planning, so much work, like, so much ups and downs with this. And like I said, to see it come out the way that it did and most important to see so much people support like it wasn't just like you know black people supporting black people it was actually like you know everyone coming out like people buying a t-shirt people buying concessions people watching the game people coming to the games people talking about it people sharing social media like it's a accumulation of everything and it just really summed up like what new base was about in terms of bringing people together for one accord and to see it come to fruition like this in such a small community it's really special and i'm really glad that i have the opportunity to share with this group of people because obviously, like I said, Jack and DeAndre to say, like, we have a great group of guys, you know, coach is a great person, you know, coach has been with it from the jump. Um, so to be able to have this opportunity to really share with you guys, it's so special. And I, I hope that not just for me, but for all you guys, like this is a, a moment of your basketball career that you can take with you for the rest of your life in terms of you were a part of something special. So like I said, yeah. for all those listening and who were watching the game, thank you so much for coming. Um, those who couldn't attend, but bought a t-shirt, same thing. Thank you so much. Um, no amount of words can describe how thankful I was that last Friday to kind of see my whole event and vision come to fruition like that. So, so thank you. But with that said, Jack, DJ, it's been a blast talking to you guys. I'm super excited to start a playoff game today against Queens. It's going to be dope. So now we're getting to a quick area segment. So this is the part of podcast where we have to guess the question that's answered as fast as possible. So Jason, you got the questions ready? Ready whenever you are, man. All right. Oh, so I'm going to put them in question. Yeah, so I'm going to go to order my screen. So, DeAndre, you go first, and Jack, you go second. So every All question right. that we ask, you guys are going to answer the same question, okay? All right, bet. Okay, so first question, DeAndre, who is your favorite musical artist? Uh, Damn, like musical artist? I'd say, like, Lil Baby right now. He's tough. Mm-hmm. Jack? Musical artist, uh, let's go Drake. Can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's fair. Hey, artist or song you guys have on repeat? The Bigger Picture, Lil Baby. I just listened to that. Mm-hmm. And you got the shirt on too? Makes sense. Oh. <laughs> what you got, Jack? Uh, I don't use TikTok, but Super Gremlin. Oh, that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jason, quick note, man. The way Jack's bumping Super Gremlin in the locker room right now is actually good. That's just mod. That's just mod. <laughs> All right, uh, next question. What's your all-time favorite album? Oh, that's tough. See, I don't even know the name, but it's a it's a Marvin Gaye album from the 80s. Oh. I'm, I, I, I'm gonna get it to you though, but there's no misses, I promise you. Okay. I'm I'm gonna remember eventually, but I can't remember right now, but it's it's that one. Okay. Oh school, yeah. Okay. Um all-time favorite album don't listen to a lot of albums but i have to say nothing was the same by drake okay can't go wrong with that no drake fan. good album straight through okay All right, who's your favorite athlete favorite athlete i would say michael jordan for sure mm-hmm. that's why you wear 23. i mean come on <laughs> come on bro <laughs> what you got jack lebron bro greatest player of all time <laughs> Uh, Jason, should we just add the extra question on the side then, the Jordan LeBron? Because 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think Jordan, but Jack, what do you got? I, I personally, I, I think LeBron uh, is, Same. but uh, I obviously like I haven't watched all of Michael Jordan, and I don't know all about the stats and whatever. Yeah. But what I do know, I like to uh, make my small opinion. I like to say uh, LeBron because I also like to get the uh, the MJ. Uh, and LeBron haters go on, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Troll. <laughs> For real. Uh, next question. What's the, DeAndre, what's the last show you binge watched? Um, damn. It was like a serial killer documentary on Netflix. I can't remember. Oh, I Am a Killer. That's what it was. It's fire. Okay. What you got, Jack? Uh, not gonna lie, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy. Okay. That show uh, terrible people. after like season five. Terrible show. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'd uh, I've I've hated on it for so long, and now I just I stay up at night watching it. So it gets me. Okay. All right. If you could spend a day with someone dead or alive, who would it be? Michael Jackson. Ooh. Come on. Has to be. What's uh, um. Let's uh, go. Man, Kobe. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I know Those the answer. Ones. I know the answer to DJ already, but I don't know if Jack. So I'm gonna ask anyways. Um, Jason, DeAndre's on your side for this, so I'll put that as a thing. If Jack gets this right, then we're too, it's tied, so I, I'll be good. So DJ, I know you, I already know you don't like pineapple on pizza. I know that. Jack, do you like pineapple on pizza? Pineapple does not belong on pizza. Facts. Thank you. Thank you. That Damn. is gosh, bro. Damn. It's not necessary. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Let's go have a pineapple. I don't understand why you have to have it on pizza. Like. All right. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Uh, question number eight, Jason. All right. Another one for Tejan. <laughs> milk before cereal or cereal before milk? See, like it depends, though. Like if you're warming it up. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> the milk should be first. Yes. You done that, right? But, but if you're if it's cold, then the cereal. But you wait, so you have done the milk before but cereal. But if I want it. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Because I like yeah. hot I like hot milk, so yeah. Most of the time. But if it's cold, then I'll just put the milk on second. You wouldn't like warm it up and then pour it on top. But that's so much work. Like you're gonna have to get <laughs> I, I, I know, but like it tastes good though. You can't lie. So Jason, that's the second person to say that. So I know. Uh, hold up, hold up. What if like what if you have all that extra milk? Put on not enough cereal. Time. You know how much milk to put Let's in. Keep refilling yeah, out. No, you know how much milk to put in. That's what I've been saying. Real cereal Thank eater, bro. Thank Come you. On. Thank you. I've been saying that for years. No, you just know. Thank you. Jack, what you got? Oh, definitely cereal before milk, man. You okay. never catch me put my milk in first. Listen, yeah. I lost the pineapple pizza, but I did get vindicated with this. So thank you, Gary. <laughs> no problem. Next question. question. I'm actually interested to hear this one. What's a song that you will never forget the lyrics to? Um, that one with Meek Mill, Rick Ross, and Wale, Ambition. Ambition, oh, okay. Oh, that is a banger from 2014. You cannot okay. tell me that's not a track. Okay. Yeah, that one. I have it on my phone, okay. What you got, Jack? I got a few, but I'd say, uh... Gonna, you're gonna laugh, but glad you came by the weekend. 
or about the one the wanted the wanted yeah wanted that's it yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not that's not fun nah, i know a song yeah i know me and my brother used to sing all the time so i <laughs> could never forget those lyrics that's not bad honestly because i remember sixth grade hearing that song all the time i remember i vividly remember there was a group project that we did and a girl did editing and she used that song like i remember like it was yesterday so you're not wrong for that jason what was your answer again you do you, you have one a song you're never afraid of lyrics to i never asked you i don't think a lot of Eminem songs, to be honest. Who's your song right now? What's that? Who's like, uh, not honestly, not that one. Like, till I collapse, uh, square dance, uh, shoot, like stuff like that. Yeah, for me, like, I have a couple. Like, for me, it's like definitely what you say by Jason Derulo. That's one, sir. <laughs> Ooh. And definitely, and, and let me definitely let me love you by Mario. I'll never forget the lyrics. Okay, that's that. a banger. Yeah, the second one was a first one. You lost me though. What you say about Jason Derulo? What? Fam, that is not it, bro. We need not it. That was, that was, that's all number one. Anyways, all right, man. Uh, Jason, get question number. Oh, this is your favorite question. Question number ten. You guys are. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I think my favorites. Oh, it's uh, number twelve. Yeah, awesome. you're sorry. My fault. Number twelve. Okay. If uh, if you guys were stuck on a deserted island, what's three? And you only had three things you could like magically bring with you. What would it be? Three things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some food, obviously. Okay. What kind of food. Damn, now you're getting descriptive. Call him the fact. Okay, no. First of all, I would need a knife because I know I need to cut things, like you know, okay. whatnot. Resourceful. Okay. I feel like I feel like I would bring a lighter. Mm, okay. Yeah, one more. Damn. The food, like some lasagna or something. I don't know. Okay. Something like that. Right. Oh, I lied, I lied. I need some water, bro, because there's only salt water surrounding me, eh? Yeah. It probably. could be a freshwater island. Who knows? But, then again, the, oh, but ocean's usually out. You saw water. Yeah, so you're not wrong with that. Freshwater because be good, so. Right. What you got, Jack? Um, Let's say I'm on a freshwater island and there's like a deserted castle, right? So I don't, <laughs> need, I don't need nothing for shelter. So I'm going to say a knife a lighter and that's all i really need to survive so we're gonna go with that 70s show on dvd because tv yeah electricity hey hey, (laughs) i'll I'll get there i just i need that first and then i can get the other stuff okay i always jokingly say i will take um a phone charger and wi-fi that's crazy. <laughs> Bring a hatchet, ropes, and a torch, a torch lighter. What's that? I would do as a joke. Um, this is my this is probably my favorite question. I always kind of hear like to hear what people say. Jandre, what's one skill you wish you were good at? Damn, I need a better strap. Looks like they shoot better, honestly. <laughs> Jack, what about you? Uh I suck at dancing, which always makes me upset. So I wish I was a good dancer. Yeah. yeah. The most common, dancer. Yeah. The most common answer is singing, which is mine. Jack, are you in phys ed? Yeah. yeah. Did they you have to do are. the dance class? Yeah, they both yeah. are. You know, Jack, both are phys ed. Yeah. How did you guys like the dance class? No. Uh, I, I was, <laughs> I'm not even trying to go there, but no, it's just a. She <laughs> was cheese too. She was mean. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she was. She's firm for sure. 
Dang. Uh, question number Never 12, seen. Jason. All right. Um, have you guys ever watched Rick and Morty before? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. 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 Basically, if you guys were in like an uh, alternate universe, right, where there's different timelines of you, you guys aren't you now. What would you guys be doing in a different universe or timeline? So kind of like your alter ego. Like, what would you be doing? If you weren't like, like, oh, like, if, like if I wasn't doing this. What yeah, yeah like, what would yes. you be doing? You know what yes. I'm saying? Like a mirror uh, world of. Yeah. I feel like I would be like a volleyball player, honestly. I played, I played in high school and I, I liked the sport a lot, but it was just, it wasn't my first sport, you know? So mm. something like that. Okay. What are you, Joe? I'd be in Western Canada playing either football or lacrosse. I can see you playing lacrosse for sure. One of those two. Okay. Uh, final questions. This is kind of like a retrospective type of question. So, DeAndre, if you could tell your first year self one word of advice, what would it be? Um stay the course you know there was a lot of moments in first year where i was second guessing myself you know if i should be here or what am i doing right now things like that you know so i'll just tell myself to stay focused and stay dedicated what about you jay i'd say uh don't take nothing for granted and have fun nice Anyway, that's all the time we have. So, Jack, DeAndre, man, thank you guys so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you man. for having me, boss. It's been a long time coming, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. For sure. And just a disclaimer, make sure you guys catch it tonight on OUA TV. 8 o'clock, we play Queens, so wish us good luck. You know, like I said, back in the playoffs, so we're we about to get it tonight. So, yes, sir. So that is a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker Room Playoff Edition. I want to thank my boys, Jack Harrigan and DeAndre Johnson for joining us. You can find the video version of this interview on YouTube and listen to the full intimate all podcast streaming platforms. Peace. <laughs>